Hi, my name is Sal Jeffries. I run the Mindset, Mood and Movement podcasts. I've been working with Neil at 7 Million Bikes for the whole of this year, literally from the start of my podcast to, to date. And, and I want to say a couple of things. So when we record the podcast, sometimes there are things that I need uh, tweaking. There could be edits or clips. It's really simple. I give those instructions to Neil, he gets it sorted. There's sometimes a sound level differences between the guest mic and mine. Again, that's all sorted so the outcome is a really balanced sound. And also if there are issues with voice, um, little kind of sound interruptions, all those things that can distract a listener, Neil knows exactly what to do, cleans it up. The end result, a high profesh- highly professional, beautiful sounding podcast without distraction. Uh, that's exactly what I want. I know my listeners do. So if you're interested in having that level of podcast and that, that kind of quality, Neil is a great guy and I highly recommend you speak to him. Welcome back to another episode of Smarter Podcasting with me, Neil McKay, the podcast guy. I started my first podcast all the way back in 2019 just as a hobby and I became addicted. I made another podcast called Did That Really Happen about comedy because I'm also a comedian and then I went on to become a producer and an editor and I now work on over 30 podcasts across the world to help people make the best podcast that they can. So thank you for joining me on today's episode. This podcast is here to help you make the best podcast that you can. And I'm going to share my tips and tricks that I've learned along the way. In this episode, I'm going to give you my five biggest tips for podcasting on a budget. Now, before you make any jokes about me being Scottish, I know there is a rumor going around that Scottish people are tight. I've been told this many times that we have short arms and deep pockets. And I'm here to tell you that that is completely true. I don't like spending any money. I don't know if it's because I'm Scottish. It's because I'm tight, but I try and spend as little money as possible. And then I'll spend a little bit more as I go along. So when I first started, I had zero budget. I had the worst equipment. And even now, years later, running my own podcast studio, I start off with the equipment that I can afford. And then gradually as I make more money. As I have more money, I gradually improve my equipment. So you can get started on zero budget, just like me. And within a few years, you could be running your own podcast studio, producing a top class podcast. So in this episode, I'm going to share with you my five top tips for podcasting on a budget. Let's get started. So as I said, many people believe that starting a podcast requires expensive equipment and a complicated setup. However, I am living proof that you can create a high quality podcast on a budget. So tip number one, only buy necessary equipment. Contrary to popular belief, you do not need to invest in the latest high-end microphones or studio setups to produce a great sounding podcast. When I first started, I started with a 2010, now does that make you feel old, 2010 MacBook Pro, the free GarageBand software that came with it, and a trusty Blue Yeti USB mic that was recommended across the internet and is still recommended to this day, and I 100% do not recommend that microphone. But my podcasting journey had begun. So it wasn't a state-of-the-art setup, but it laid the foundation for what was to come. 
I remember the first episode I recorded with my friend Lewis Wright, who now makes all the music for 7 Million Bikes podcast, and I interviewed him and his wife, Kim. Those two episodes were just meant to be a test, and they ended up becoming two of my favorite episodes that I've ever done. That first day, we had that Blue Yeti microphone sitting between us, and we covered the room in dunas, comforters, whatever you want to call them from wherever you're from, pillows, everything to try and block out the sound and make it sound as good as it can. And it didn't sound great, but it didn't sound too bad. And it was good enough to get started. So while professional equipment obviously enhances the audio quality, that's why people like Joe Rogan use it. It's not the only determinant of a successful show. So instead, prioritize a decent quality microphone. I would recommend getting a dynamic one. If you don't know what that is, Go to my website, you'll be able to find loads more about it there. It basically means it only captures the sound right in front of the microphone. That Blue Yeti microphone I had was a condenser microphone and it means it picks up the sound in the whole room, which is going to pick up all that white noise and all that background noise. And then you see people posting on groups, how do I get rid of the background noise? And it's use a dynamic microphone right away and you won't even have it. My biggest tip is do not use the built-in microphone on your laptop or your computer. It's garbage. Don't do it. So my recommended podcast startup kit is obviously a podcast microphone. There are obviously many different types of podcast microphones. So you have USB, which plugs into your computer, or XLR, which is the three-pin plug-in microphone. You're going to need an extra device for that. Like I have the PodTrack P4, so I can connect that. And then you're going to want to choose between dynamic or condenser, which I just explained about make sure you get a dynamic microphone. It will make it sound much, much better. When you choose your microphone, it's going to depend on your budget and your needs. So here's some recommendations that many people like. There's the Audio-Technica ATR2100X, which is a USB microphone. The Samsung Q2U is very, very popular. And the Audio-Technica AT2020. The microphone I'm using right now is the Mayona PDX200. I got given this for free. You can go back and listen to my review of this microphone. And I was using the Shure 57, SM57, if I remember rightly, before. And that was also a great microphone and I still love it. But I got excited by this one because it had RGB lights and it just looked really cool. It's not the most expensive microphone in the world. This one is about $70 if you buy it. If you're a podcaster like me, you get it for free maybe. But I would definitely recommend it. So it can go all the way from $50, $60, $70, all the way up. If you want to be Joe Rogan, you're going to want to get the Shure SM7B. It's expensive. It's about $500. It's obviously an amazing microphone. The biggest podcast in the world uses it. And you see many other podcasts use it as well. So if you do have the budget, you can go all the way up. And you can get microphones that cost $10,000 if you want. But... It's getting to marginal gains at that point. I wouldn't spend $10,000 on a microphone. All those first microphones I suggested, the Audio-Technica ATR2, the AT2020 and the Samsung and the Samsung Q2U, they're all below $100. So I think they'll meet your needs if you are still a beginner. You're also going to need, obviously, a computer or a laptop so you can record into. You can use your phone, but I wouldn't recommend it. There's a load of software programs as well that you're going to want to use to record it and edit your podcast. I started off on GarageBand, which was free on a MacBook. It's great to use if you have it. You can use Audacity, which is free for Windows. Then there's like DaVinci Resolve, uh, Adobe Audition Pro. And then the one that I use and I recommend and I'm recording directly into right now is Descript. If you want to use Descript, 
it is the easiest and the most fun way to edit a podcast. So go check out the link in the show notes. That's my affiliate link and I will get a small commission only if you sign up and it doesn't cost you any more money. So you'll be supporting the show. So thank you if you go and do that. You are also going to need headphones. Now you may think, why would I need headphones? I don't really need headphones. The biggest mistake I made was not recording with headphones. You may have heard me tell this story before if you're a regular listener or you've heard me do talks on another podcast. In the beginning, I had a guest who I gave him a glass of water with ice. Now, when he put that down right next to that USB Sony, right next to that Blue Yeti condenser microphone, every time he picked that up, the ice rattled in the glass. Now, to my ears in the room and to his ears, that didn't really sound like a big deal until I went to listen to the podcast. And then suddenly you can hear all this clanging and jingling of the ice cubes in the glass. If I had been wearing headphones, I would have heard that immediately and removed the glass and also re-recorded it. When you're wearing headphones, you hear what the microphone hears, not what your ears hear. And those are two very, very different things. So get yourself a decent pair of headphones. The ones I'm wearing right now, I actually bought just today. I bought these for my new podcast studio that I'm opening up here in Saigon. So if you are in Saigon and you want to record your podcast in a professional setting with professional headphones, then let me know. But these are the Audio Technica ATH-M20X and they are an absolute bargain. These only cost $50 each. If you do your research, and I did my research, they are the best value for money podcast headphones. So that's what I'm wearing right now. This is actually the first time I've worn them. I bought two pairs of them, only $100 for two of them. They plug right into my PodTrack P4 and I can tell you the sound is absolutely amazing. I love them already. One of the cool things is they come with a really long, 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 long cable. So generally I use my Sony's, which have got a really long name, like M. MHX 23000X or something like that. These are noise cancelling headphones. So these were quite expensive. These were about two or $300 and they are amazing. I mostly use them for editing, not in the studio, but sometimes I will. But these are perfect for studio headphones that will plug right into your microphone. So if you're looking for good headphones on a budget, Audio-Technica ATH-M20X, I'll show you them again. And I'll tell you exactly what comes in the box. It says advanced build quality and engineering. One of the things that I quite liked about them. So they are mostly plastic, but it's quite good high quality plastic. So they don't feel very cheap. They're quite nice. You can see them here. They're really comfortable. That was the biggest thing I was looking at when I was researching. Are they going to be comfortable? I used to have a pair of $10, I think they were $5 headphones. And they got really uncomfortable after a while. So they're really comfortable. They fit over your ear. They're closed back headphones, so it's going to keep all that noise in as well. Yeah, and it says they're designed for studio tracking and mixing. You know, DJs would use these. I'm really, really happy with this purchase. But whatever your budget, wear a pair of headphones, even if it is a $5 pair of wired headphones that you get at a bargain basement, wear headphones so you can hear what the microphone hears and not what your ears hear. All right. Tip number two is all about your home studio. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, you might be wondering, do you need your own studio? Do you need to completely refurbish a room in your house? And the answer is no. You can set up a podcast studio at home without any special equipment or training. 
First thing you need to do is obviously find a quiet space in your home to record. I work from home, my wife's at work right now, the dog's at daycare, and thankfully I live in a quiet building, so there's no traffic, there's no construction, although there has been construction in the past, which I won't get into because it will just get me angry. But find a quiet space. So it could be in your spare bedroom, the corner of your living room, which is where I am right now, or some people even get under the duvet in the bed or under a table or in their spare closet and get tucked in there and find a nice quiet space. The important thing is, is that you're free from distractions, from noise if you can, and things like barking dogs, traffic, construction, and that you're comfortable. Or obviously, you can record in a podcast studio if you have the budget for it. Now, the equipment that you're going to need, we're talking about home studio right now, the equipment you're going to need mostly is a boom arm or a mic stand. Boom arm is preferable. That's where your mic is going to be. A boom arm allows you to position your microphone really conveniently and instead of being tethered to a desk, you can move the microphone to the ideal height and the angle and it makes it just really, really easy to record. Boom arms can be really cheap or really expensive. You can go all the way up and get a really professional one like the Shure boom arm, which is going to cost you about $150 all the way down to what I'm using right now, which is a really basic and simple one, but it does the job. And I think that cost me like $2 or something like that. I can't even remember. If your microphone that you get doesn't have a built-in pop filter and the one I'm using, the Miono PDX200, does have an inbuilt uh, pop filter, but if you don't, then you should buy a pop filter as well, which is going to reduce the plosive sounds from the and the b, which hopefully you didn't hear that there, but that's when you push some air out through your lips and it gets caught in the microphone and it sounds absolutely terrible. So you can filter it out in the post-production, but it can be quite difficult and quite tricky and it's easier to just stop it at the source and pop filters range from like a few bucks to $10, $15. They do not cost much at all. You can also get a, a shock mount, which uh, you can, it will complement your boom arm because it will reduce vibrations. Most of the time, they're not hugely necessary. The biggest thing is if you're like me and you talk with your hands a lot, try your best not to hit the boom arm, which I do all the time. And then you want to look at some furniture as well. Make sure you have a comfortable chair. You have a nice desk to, to put your... Make sure you have a comfortable and ergonomic chair. Mine right now, I have a really bad back. I slipped two discs in my back a few years ago, so I literally cannot sit on a, a non-ergonomic chair. But make sure you have something that's comfortable and a desk as well to help you stay focused and productive. Now, a lot of people ask about soundproofing as well. Soundproofing is a bit of a misnomer. It's really really impossible to make your room completely quiet, silent to all outdoor to all outdoor noise. Obviously, if you're in a professional studio in a massive building like where they record TV shows and radio, then you can have a soundproof room. But anything below that, it's really, really difficult to completely block out all the sound. What you can do is acoustically treat your room. So You've probably seen people with the, the kind of egg crate paneling that absorbs the sound. That's to help the sound stop bouncing off the walls. You want to avoid any sort of shiny or flat surfaces. Now, the room I'm in is one of the worst rooms ever to record in. The whole room is tiled because I live in Vietnam and the floors are all tiled. There's no carpeting. I have big balcony doors that are all glass and all the walls are all flat. And this room is just absolutely awful for recording in. But if you're listening right now, I hope that you're impressed by the sound quality. And that's down to two things. One is because I have a dynamic microphone, like I explained to you. 
So it's really only picking up the sound right in front of it, which is my voice. It's not picking up all the white noise from the room. And second of all, I edit with the script. So I turn on their studio sound feature, which takes good audio and makes it sound amazing like you're in a studio. Something that I learned quickly, it doesn't make all audio sound amazing. I used to think that it would take the worst audio and make it sound like you're in a studio. And they kind of marketed it like that. But that's not true. If you have terrible audio, if you're on a condenser microphone, there's loads of background noise, you're miles away from the microphone and you turn on studio sound, it's probably going to make it sound worse. But if you've got a dynamic microphone, it's going to make you sound really, really good. And and if you do have a condenser microphone, then that's when you're going to want to soundproof or acoustically treat your room with the egg crate panels that we're talking about, the studio panels. You can buy them online on Amazon if you're in, if you're in the US. And if you don't want to even spend any money on that, like I said in the beginning, we put comforters and sheets and blankets and pillows all around the room to to dampen that sound because what you want to stop is the sound waves from your voice and your guest voice bouncing off of those shiny surfaces and then bouncing back and creating a horrible, horrible sound. All right, moving on to tip number three, the recording and editing software. This is essential for creating not just a high quality podcast, any podcast. You're going to need some sort of software to take your recording, turn it into a podcast, and then post it on your hosting website like Buzzsprout. Now, there are a variety of software programs available, and each of them have their own strengths and weaknesses. So while some premium editing software might boast additional features, the free ones definitely provide enough tools for basic editing. I used GarageBand, I said in the beginning, you can use Audacity as well, and it will give you a professional quality. The difference is it takes a bit more work and they're not as easy to use. So we've got Audacity, as I mentioned, it's free and open source, and it's available on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux, and it features multi-track editing and recording, noise reduction, and a whole wide range of effects. So if you are editing on Windows, and you don't want to spend anything on an editing software, use Audacity. If you got a Mac, then you have GarageBand built in, which is actually a music creation software. It's used by professional musicians. I read it was even used by Rihanna for one of her tracks, and it's been developed by Apple. So it's really, really great. It's really easy to use. It's free. There are limitations, and I wouldn't recommend it. The reason I say I wouldn't recommend it is because my number one recommendation is, as I mentioned already, this script. It's a text-based editing software. It was one of the first. So now everybody does it. Riverside does it. Adobe are doing it where they transcribe your audio and then you edit the words on the screen instead of the waveform, which is much easier for beginner podcasters. It's still not that simple. Sometimes you cut the words halfway. The, the transcript might not be correct. You do still need to have some sort of editing skills as well to make it sound absolutely seamless. The script is gone one further, 10, 10 points further now. It's in, it's integrated with AI. Um, it will help you write content, social media posts, find clips, adds the studio sound, as I said, removes the filler words, removes gaps. You can use it to edit videos. It's really just unbelievable. And it's I think the, the most basic program is $15 a month. So if you do use that, go check it out for free. You can get an hour for free anyway. And then if you like it and you sign up, I get a small commission, as I said, and you'll be helping the show. All right, number four, seek help from your friends, whether they're in real life or whether they're online. This is my real life story. So as I told you, 
At the beginning, I didn't buy too much equipment, but I had a friend, Lewis Wright, who just happened to be a music producer. So sharing my vision with friends like Lewis has opened doors that I could never have imagined. He had been so supportive from day one right up until now. I still, I even messaged them today. I was like, hey, you want to come check out these headphones with me? Um, and do you think these are the best ones to buy? I'm always asking him for advice and he's always helping me. And he's given me headphones before, microphones, audio interfaces, everything that he had, he's helped me with. And he's always given me advice and helping me advice. He's been so, so kind and lent me so much equipment and taught me so much about editing. And he really has inspired me a lot during the first stage of my podcasting life when I really didn't know anything at all. And even still, he'll be like, so this is 22 hertz or something like that. And I'll be like, Lewis, Lewis, I don't understand that. But does it sound good? Because that's for me is all I care about. Does it sound good? I don't need to know the theory. I said to him recently, he was explaining something to me and I was like, Lewis, 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 you did a four-year degree on this. I'm trying to learn it in four minutes. Just tell me the most basic stuff. Talk to me like I'm five. And then we go from there. And he's still one of my best friends today, as I said, and my music producer. So if you do want to have unique podcast music made for you, get in touch because uh, he's one catchy motherfucker with his music. It really annoys me. I edit all the podcasts and he makes the music. And every time I'm just singing it all day and I message him and I'm like, you know, the song you made has been stuck in my head all day long. So if you want something unique, bespoke, amazing for your podcast, get in touch because honestly, uh, you're going to love it. And just remember, there is no shame in borrowing equipment or asking for some help from some friends. In fact, it's often the best way to learn a new skill. So do not be afraid to reach out to your friends and ask for help if you need it. And number five, my last tip for podcasting on a budget is all about learning and networking. Remember, knowledge is your greatest asset. So learn the ins and outs of podcasting through online resources, online groups like Facebook, Discord, and different forums and communities. There are obviously so many free resources like this podcast, my blog, my YouTube channel, but also many, 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 many others as well. Go check them all out. And there's so many podcasting communities out there that will help you. And they often will give you an answer immediately on everything you need to know. Podcasting is one of the most beautiful communities I've ever seen and ever been a part of. I've never seen anyone in a group give a snarky comment I've never seen anyone be negative. If anyone posts anything, you're going to get help from somebody. Nobody's going to tell you it's a stupid question. Nobody's going to tell you it's been answered a million times before. There's hundreds of thousands of new podcasts being created all the time. And there's always new podcasters looking for help, looking for advice. And there's always someone like me and a million other people like me who are there to give you help all for free. If you do want a little bit of extra help, if you want to find out the quickest, the easiest way how to do everything, you can enroll in my podcast course. There's many, many other ones out there, but you can do mine. It will cost you, but it is absolutely worth it. It's only $97 and I also provide free consultation and podcast audits as well. So get in touch if you want any help at all with your podcast, no matter what stage you're at in your journey, whether you've been doing it for years or you're starting for the first time. But building connections within the podcasting community is absolutely key. So reach out to me, reach out to other podcasters and ask for help. The worst that they can do is ignore you, which happens very, very rarely. And the worst they can do is give you bad advice, which does sometimes. But networking can open doors to collaborative pro collaborative projects with other people, guest appearances and sharing 
those learning experiences. So don't hesitate to ask questions and then also share your experiences as well. So starting a podcast on a budget, I'm all about it. I started with almost zero dollars. I can't remember how much I bought that Blue Yeti microphone for. I regret it now. It's still garbage, but it didn't cost me very much money. And as I said, I started with GarageBand, which was free and the advice of my friend and a 2010 MacBook Pro. I still borrow equipment to this day because I'm a cheap Scotsman and I buy the best priced, low priced equipment that I can. And it has been an unbelievable journey. And what I'm able to produce with that makes me so, so proud. And the people that have helped me along the way, I know that they're so happy and so proud to have been part of that journey. So make sure that you expand your skill set, push yourself, test yourself, don't be scared, explore the editing tools and try to make your podcast the best that it can be. So beginning with cost-effective solutions is the best thing to do. Don't think you need to start with a Joe Rogan style studio You need to spend $20,000 redoing the spare bedroom, completely covering it in acoustic panels, buying a Shure microphone, the best Shure headphones. Don't worry about any of that. Get started and begin your show now. So thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to me. I love hearing from people. If you have any questions or you need any help with anything, just jump onto my website, 7millionbikes.com. You can book a free consultation there. I'll be happy to answer any questions that you have. If you have found this podcast valuable, please share it with other people. Please go on social media, Instagram, and follow 7 Million Bikes Podcast. And thank you so much for listening. I'm really hoping that you get in touch and I will speak to you soon. Cheers.